Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Upside Swings podcast, the podcast of the highest ceiling. I'm your host, Bryce Hendricks. No Stone Hanson today. And we are here to talk about the Suns with the great uh, podcast co-host, Sports by Davis. Davis, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. I've been, I've been enjoying the Olympics. Pretty, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty big Olympic guy. I know they had some tough, uh, questionable decisions, but um, yeah, I, I like seeing a bunch of like different sports and seeing a, a bunch of different countries like see you like what sports they play you know what sports are big in, in their country it, it's it's really interesting to see to me yeah that's cool i've i've never been an olympics guy just because uh i i know nothing about the olympics i know nothing about the sports of the olympics but uh i've definitely stone was having having himself a blast last night talking about skateboarding right was that oh like, yeah I, and I didn't even know skateboarding was an Olympic sport. So it, it shows you where they, I'm at. I think they just made it. I think it was like the first time. Yeah. They put, well, it, in the, they put it in the Olympics. That's cool. Just make everything an Olympic sport. Fuck it. <laughs> every, everything under the sun. Just like put it all in one place. Competition every four years. Um, but yeah. anyways, speaking of uh, competition, we are here to talk about the finals runners up. The final runners up. Uh, the Western Conference champions, the Phoenix Suns. Um, they, of course, went to six games with the Milwaukee Bucks. A tough end, but it, it would be hard to say their season was anything but uh, uh, an enthralling success. Would you agree with that, Davis? Yeah, definitely. I think expectations were to only make playoffs coming into the season. So the fact they got as far as they did and, and even won a few games in the finals, I think, is, is a hell of a season. Yeah, and I mean, they they really looked the part of a, of a finals team at part at points too, where they were, um, I mean, that series against the Clippers, I thought they looked really good. And then there were just moments where it became clear that the bucks were the better team, but, but they definitely gave, you know, they definitely gave them a run for their money in the finals this year. And they're at an interesting spot. Um, you know, they've built this team primarily through the draft with their young talent, um, McCall Bridges, Devin Booker, Deandre Ayton, uh, you would sort of call their core, maybe even Cam Johnson you could throw in there. And then they added Chris Paul last offseason, and, and that was a huge addition for them. It, it really changed uh, the complexity of or the complexion of their team and, and what they could do. So with the team that's been that successful drafting, um, what are you looking for here at the 29th pick? Like what type of player, what holes do they need to fill? And then if you want to go ahead and throw out some specific needs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we definitely need like a stretch for maybe a, a small ball five. Um, like Sarge played that role for us this year, which, you know, Sarge isn't, isn't the best rebounder, defender, rim protector. Um, kind of hard for him to play the five. Um, we, we did drive Jalen Smith last year. He didn't see any minutes. So I'm not sure um, if, if the development isn't coming along, if he's not ready yet, or or I, I'm I'm not really sure what what's what's up with Jalen Smith. I, I I do like him still, but um, I don't know if he's gonna uh, be like a main or important piece as of now. Um, so I definitely think a a, a big man, a, a guy like Jeremiah Robinson Earl, of course, um, small ball five. He, he usually plays the floor. He's he's. He can he can space the floor a little bit at least. Um, has the has the catch and shoot jumper, 
um, and just all around a, a really, really smart, smart player, smart defender. Um, I, I like to fit there. I also think like a backup point guard. I, I likely think campaign's gone just because the season he had and, and the money he's probably going to get somewhere else. Um, I would love to, to re-sign him, but I, I doubt we're going to be able to. Um, so I, I, I would like to get a, a backup point guard, maybe a, a person to run the second team. Um, but I think those are the two biggest needs, just the, the backup point guard role and, and the stretch four kind of small ball five. I think the, the stretch four and small ball, small ball five is probably a little bit more important. Um, just cause you, you, everyone saw when eight and wasn't there. It just, we were, we were scrambling, trying to figure out who to throw at the five, who, who can get a rebound and we just didn't have it. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest need. And I think we'll draft off need uh, just because we're kind of late in, in the draft. I, I don't know, unless a, a crazy, you know, best player available, unless unless someone crazy falls, um, I, I think we're going to go need this draft. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably with you. Um, you mentioned Jeremiah Robinson Earl there, and, and that's a guy who I, who I really, really like here. Um, he sort of fits as a small ball five, uh, but probably can play the four. Um, and he's just a like, he would be one of the better passers on this team outside of like the top because this team was a really good ball movement team, but I, I feel like they didn't have anyone who, who really made like super advanced passes outside of Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um, I feel like Jeremiah Robinson Earl can do that. Uh, you know, you mentioned picking off fit. It's tough because I feel like the back end of this first round doesn't have like real like bigs that that you yeah. really trust to be something i mean maybe like a dayron sharp um or like if if they're really reaching like a jericho sims maybe um are there are there any like bigs you kind of like here or is it mostly you're thinking just kind of jeremiah robinson earl or or without him you're you're sort of trying to pick a wing or a forward yeah um Jer Jer jeremiah robinson earl is probably going to be like the biggest guy at that moment I'd be happy with necessarily. Um, if, if we were to choose like a big, I, I would like Dayron Sharp. I don't really like him at 29, but he, he is the next big on my board. Um, I've came come around on him a little bit more. I had him pretty low to start, but um, I, I've seen a few videos recently and, and the shooting looks like it's coming along. I know you can't really base it off, off just that alone, but um, it was a good sign sign to see. So I think like if we were to take an actual, you know, true legit five, it, it would be a guy like Dayron Sharp. Um, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be happy, but it, it it would just be kind of that kind of that pick that that's there for me. Yeah, uh, Dayron is interesting. Um, I'm just way lower on him. I just I think the touch is really really bad, and it's just hard to be a. I don't know. It's just hard to be a big and return that value. I mean, I'll still stand by that the worst pick in last year's draft. It wasn't even James Wiseman. It was, it was Yudoka Azabuki at 27. I mean, that was late in the first round. And that's sort of where you're at a point where it's like, well, most of these guys are going to fail, but to take a pick with that little upside or imagination. And I yeah. just, uh, that's what they on sharp screams to me. If he goes in the first round, um, there's some other names I wanted to hit on who, who don't feel that direct need, but I think could be interesting guys for this team who I think will still be there. Um, and, and some maybe even could fill that need 
JT Thor has a super nebulous range. Um, I have no idea where he's going to go. And that's with a, that's a lot of guys in this draft. Like he could be there at 15 or he could, or he could be gone at 15 or he could be there at 29. Um, and that's the same with like a Trey man. You mentioned backup point guard is a need. Like, like they, they passed on Tyrese Halliburton to take Jalen Smith. And I'll be honest, I had Jalen Smith ahead of Tyrese Halliburton. So I, I wasn't mad at them. I, I thought that was a weird pick because, you know, Tyrese, like, like Jalen Smith is a center and he's just a center. But I, I sort of like in a vacuum, I understood that value at 10. Um, but this year, I think they really do need to go with someone like if you can get a really solid backup point guard here at 29 or someone with at least that upside, like that's a Trey man. Or if one of like bones Highland, Jared Butler, Deuce McBride, or even like a Sharif Cooper, if one of those guys falls, like, are there any names that I'm saying there that really stand out to you that you really like? Uh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the, my like number one um, pick or player for the Suns would be Deuce. I, I really want him um, in Phoenix. I've, I've been, a deuce guy for for a while but I my last board I moved him up to like 15 or 14 so I'm pretty high on him um I I would be really really happy crazy happy if he fell if he fell to 29 um he would be able to produce right away in my opinion not not crazy numbers you know but he'd be able to come into the second union and at least uh play positive offensive and defensive basketball and not be a liability. Um, I, I like JT Thor as well. I think he, he's going to take a little bit more time, um, which, I mean, we are a young team, so it's not like we don't have time, but um, I do think we're, we're trying to win now that we showed that we can win now, or there's a very possibility that we can win now. Um, and I think JT Thor is probably like a few years off, but I, I'm, once again, I'm high on JT Thor as well. So, I would love either of those picks. Um, obviously, Shreve Cooper, I'm, I'm super big on as well. So those, if any of those three um, fell to, to 29, I would, I would really be happy with it and, and praying we would, we would select one of those names. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And I think that any of, like, like the Suns really should sit back and if, see if one of those guys fall or even if you have to trade up. I mean, if you can trade up to, like, like, I don't know, like 26 and where one of those guys is probably going to be with the nugget. Say you have to give up, you know, I, I don't know. Like there's plenty of guys on this bench. So you have to give up a Jalen Smith even to move up to like 26. If you really are out on Jalen Smith, like, you know, or, or there's moves you could make there. Um, I actually kind of like Javon Carter. He's probably not really a backup point guard. He's kind of more of like an off guard, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I can't believe he didn't play any minutes this yeah. post. And I thought that, his sort of 3D skill set could could sort of help. But uh, a name I want to throw out there just in case like all those guys are gone and they're just at a weird spot um, is David Johnson. I think for some people, this is a real reach for him. But for me, this is a round where I actually have him on my board. I just like I think he's just really good. And I think he gets a little underrated because the stats were re were weird this year and his usage was way down because like, you know, he, he was playing next to Carly Jones and, and they clearly trusted Carly more than him, but I like David Johnson a lot. I think he can make a lot of sense here. Um, if someone like Chris Duarte is around here, like that would be a great pick. Josh Christopher or Josh Primo are more like wings, but they could be interesting. Um, 
Are there any other names you could think of around here that you really like? Yeah, um, I, I like I like basically those those three or four guys you you mentioned. Um, David Johnson, I came around on him a little bit more. Uh, I'm not as high on him as you, but he is he is draftable for me. Um, so I I wouldn't really mind that either. Uh, Chris Dorothe would would be able to produce right away, um, and and help with with shooting, help with uh, defensively, just just being on the court, being smart, not turning it over. Um, he would he would help probably right away. And then, yeah, I mean just 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 guys. I think that that's going to be able to to fill um, what we really need right away. I know that's kind of hard to to just do this late in the draft but I think we're at least going to take a chance at at someone that gives that possibility of feeling of feeling the need yeah I'm with you and I think that's probably the move they should be making here it's just take a bet at someone who can maybe play some minutes because um I I think they really got hurt by their lack of depth uh towards the end of the postseason they got lucky through I don't want to say lucky they didn't get injured for most of the postseason but towards the end um they they were sort of in a rough spot um and speaking of rough spots they're sort of in a really weird spot this offseason so for those that don't know um chris paul has a 44 million dollar player option that he can either accept or decline um if he accept he can opt in to that and extend um so so you could opt him in and say extend him for like three more years at around 30 million or he can opt out and, and sign back, or he can opt out and leave. So, Davis, what is your sort of prediction for what's going to happen with Chris Paul this offseason? Um, I, I do really want Chris Paul back. I think um, from from what I've, like, seen or or I haven't seen a lot yet. There hasn't been too too much talk of it yet. Of course, there's been the, the he wants to play with LeBron and, you know, going to the Lakers, but this offseason, Lakers get Lakers get everyone. It's every offseason. Um, the rumors are always there. But I, I do think he's going to opt out um, and then re-sign probably, like, on a three-year, maybe almost, like, 100, probably, like, 90, 95, um, something like that. Or or he'll opt in this last, this last year and, and then sign an extension, like you said. But um, I, I think he's going to stay. I'm, I'm pretty – I'm pretty – confident um he's gonna he's gonna stay like I'm not I'm not worried um we're gonna we're gonna lose him I think just getting to the finals you know playing with Booker playing with Aiden making them better players making them smarter players really really helped uh Chris Paul and, and that's what he wants I think uh and obviously he knows he can get a ring while doing it so we got so close so um we did have some injury I, I don't know if you call it luck or or whatever you want to call it, it kind of can be luck or um, just, I guess, just the game of basketball dealing with injuries. But um, yeah, I, I think he's going to come back. I, like I said, I think campaign's gone. So Chris Paul is probably going to be a huge, huge priority. Um, if both of them leave, we're, we're probably without a point guard. Um, so yeah, I, I, really i really want chris paul back and i do think he's going to come back but it's probably going to be um that 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 30 mil 35 million a year range 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's it's going to be expensive to keep him, and that's sort of the tough bargain they're kind of they kind of have to make, right? Is it's just when you when your team that's this good, you have to be expensive. Um, and we'll see what Robert Sarver is willing to do. They've been cheap for so long that you hope mm-hmm. that he'll just be, you know, now that they're they're this good and fans are back in stadiums and like you hope he's going to be willing to pay. Um, we'll see. It, it's at a really interesting spot. Um. And you also mentioned like a campaign. I would imagine campaign is gone. Um, yeah. I think the most they can offer him is like four years, 50 million with the NBA's extension rules. Um, I, I don't, I'm not exactly hundred percent sure on that. Um, I'm still trying to learn about the CBA and such, um, but campaign is probably gone. I mean, he's probably going to get legit backup point guard money, you know, not quite like a Fred Van Vliet got after his incredible, um finals or yeah the finals run they made with the raptors but i i could see him getting kind of close he is he is very good uh he really earned himself a payday here and and that's all all the power to him but that puts the suns in a really tough spot um so so it'll just be interesting to see what they do with their roster um they're probably gonna have to just trade dario saric into someone's cap Mm -hmm. space because with him tearing his acl and the early start to next year, I would be shocked if he gets to play really at all in, in 2022. Uh, so there's not an interesting spot with their roster. Um, so I guess that makes me want to ask you, you know, as a huge Suns fan, as someone who lived and died watching them in the playoffs this year, do you think they can be this good again? And what do they have to do to get back to where they were? Um, I think, I think it's going to be tough. I think like they can be a top four, top five, um, seed, you know, maybe, maybe like the, the two seed again. Uh, I, I do think they can be good or, or for sure playoff contender every year. Um, as long as Chris Paul and Booker together. Um, but yeah, I think we do need a little bit more just to consistently be a, a finals team. Um, like I said, we, we did run into some teams with some injuries, um, kind of benefited from that, um, which might not happen every season. Um, so I think we just need the, the – to trade Dario would be a good start. I, I do like Dario, but like you said, he's not going to be able to play. Um, and, and I did see a trade with uh, him and, and our first for um, Mason, or Mason Plumlee and, and Pistons first like one of their future first, which I, I didn't mind at all. I, I would like that Plumlee would be able to come in right away um, and help with, with a lot that we need, especially sitting behind Aiton. So I, I would, I'm looking for a trade like that. Um, if not, then I just think we're going to take the most ready guy um, in the draft and hopefully they produce right away at the, at the four. I think we're likely going to four. Um, but if campaign leaves and, and Chris Paul hopefully does not leave, but if both of them leave, then we'll definitely go point guard. Yeah, I I'm with you. You'll definitely need, I, and I would imagine Chris Paul stays. I, I don't know what other team with cap space could really benefit from his specific style of like point guard. Like the Mavs don't want Chris Paul. I wouldn't think. You know, they have cap space, but they need a point guard who's going to primarily play off ball and, and let the ball stay in, in Luca's hands. 
Um, you know, that's not, that's not Chris Paul. Uh, but it'll be interesting because he is going to have some salary demands. I'd be shocked if he opts in just an important thing to note. This always comes up with Chris Paul is that he's the head of the players association. And with that, there's like a certain amount of pressure on him to do certain things with his contract and make sure he's, he can't ever like do things for the purely for the team's benefit, because it's sort of, it doesn't look bad, but it's, it's just not what you want the head of the players association to do. I suppose is the best way to put that. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that goes. Um, is there anything else you want to hit on? Maybe, maybe some guys like into the second round um, you think, cause buying into that back half of the second round is super easy. So if there's any guys in that back half of the second round, you really like for them or some undrafted free agents, like let, like let's hear it, Davis, who are, who are some names you like there? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the first, the first, the first guy I would probably go like JV on Hamlet. He's a backup guard out of North Texas. Um, really nice touch, really good shooter, uh, really good passer. Just, just, just a pretty smart um, basketball player all around. He played kind of, you know, not 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 very good competition, but um, he is a little older too. But I think he can he can come in, maybe you know maybe produce right away, maybe be like a little. Little 10, 12 minutes a game um, guy, but um, I like like a, a those second round bigs too, um, like Jericho Sims, um, you know Charles Bassey, uh, Namias Kata, kind of kind of those those late second um, type of bigs. They could go earlier too, um, but just those late second round bigs that could you know uh, rim protect rim run get some rebounds um because i i think that's that's all we need out of a big we don't we don't really need them to score we don't really need them you know to to be a good passer I, however if you are a good passer that would be really really good too but um i i just think we we need the the defense the rim protecting right away um especially when Aiton goes out and just uh the shooting too i i I do want someone that can shoot just to stretch the floor uh, just because we can't play him next to Aiden if he can't shoot. Um, but, but I, I, cause I also think Tory Craig is gone. He, I think he was a free agent. He was expiring. So we would have to re-sign him, which we played him at the four. Um, so I, I think him Payne, and there's maybe even a few more that are gone. Um, so it, it's going to be gonna pretty be- interesting to see what we do. I think we're we're definitely gonna sign some, some undrafted free agents. Um, I'm hoping like, you know, like I said, Javion Hamlet. I'm hoping either Jericho Sims or one of those guys falls because I think it, it's worth taking a a chance in the second round or undrafted on those guys. Yeah, I would say the back end of their roster could really use some guard depth, um, some some shooting and then obviously the big depth so some names sort of stand out to me um if like a jason preston falls past 45 and you can buy into the second round and grab him or even get him undrafted um i like chandler vaudrin a lot uh he's um an interesting shooter but like a really good passer solid wing romeo weems is probably more of like a long-term bet you'd have to really teach him how to shoot but if you get him undrafted i think that would be a great pickup uh, Jordan Shackle is just like a really good shooter. 
Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to look at some other names I like. Jalen Tate is a really interesting name out of Arkansas. He's like he's like a wing guard like hybrid who just he has like a lot of skills. And if you can sort of figure it out, then that's really interesting. Um, Clay Mounts is a guy I like. He's a solid shooter. Um, like if a Colby Ross or a Carly Jones or McKinley Wright, or like you mentioned, JV on Hamlet, even Alan Griffin, like any of those guys going drafted, like I think you should immediately be picking up the phones. And then the last name I'll throw out there is Kyle Mangus, who is like a D2 player, but averaged like a ton of points on incredible efficiency is a solid bet. Like, it's just like you're taking a bet on the skills he showed at that lower level, like translating into um, like NBA caliber talent. Um, he's a really interesting shooter, uh, like a solid athlete. Like he's someone who I think teams should be higher on. I've barely seen him anywhere mentioned, but I like him a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, like that, we could talk about the group of bigs all day, like a Jay Huff or a, Balsa Koprovica or Charles Bassey, Moses Wright. Like there's a million, there's a million different guys we could mention. We could sit here all day, but I definitely think like, like their back end roster construction, and this goes for every team as good as the Suns, is like secretly really important. Like, like if you can withstand injuries, um, it, it makes you a much better overall team. And it also means that you don't have to like kill your players in the regular season. Um, you know, if someone is like kind of hurt, but like they could play, you don't have to play them if you have good enough bench depth that you can just sort of let them sit back and, and, and get better. So, you know, maybe like an EJ Onu, if they get EJ Onu somewhere, like there's a lot of names we could throw out forever, but I definitely think they need to be focused on building a strong back end part of that roster to really take them like continue to take them to championship contention um davis is there is there any other things you want to hit on with this sun's team at what you're hoping they might do this offseason i'm just hoping they they can you know they can get some guys to, to just come in right away you know make like we had we had guys like uh you know langston galloway and and um you know not sarich but we had we had even like Damian Jones, Kaminsky, we had like, you know, guys like that that don't, they're not bad players, but, you know, they're not going to help a, a contender or, or a winning team like right now. Um, so I think if we can, you know, take some of those guys um, and, and flip them maybe for like vets on minimums, I know it, it's kind of hard to get free agents to, to Phoenix. Not a lot of them have, have ever came here or at least big names. Um so it, it's not necessarily like a hot spot, but I think with with the with the title run, um, I think we'll be able to get some like vet minimums. I just really want to get some debt, some depth, and 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 get some some guys that can either stretch the floor or just you know just get a rebound, um, just just come in and, and produce right away. That's that's all I want from the draft. I, I'm hoping we don't you know take like I don't I don't really want to. I don't mind reaching at 29, but I don't want to like reach on, on a guy, you know, like, like Jericho Sims or something like that. I just, at 29 anyway, I don't mind Sims at second round or undrafted, but at 29, I don't want to reach on, you know, someone with, 
that's just going to be a rim runner. Or I'd rather, you know, take Jeremiah Robinson Earl or Dayron Sharp with a little bit, little bit higher of a ceiling. But I'm just hoping we we can get guys that 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 can stay healthy, of course, and and just help us right away. And and if they do come off the bench, even for the you know six, seven, eight minutes, um, just don't don't be a negative. Um, so it's kind of hard to do that, but but if we can get you know at least ten guys that that are capable, eleven guys that are capable of being on the court, then that that's that's my dream dream scenario. Yeah, I think I think I would be on the same page as a Suns fan. Um, I'm not a Suns fan. I'm a Jazz fan, and I kind of hope they do the same. Um, this this has been great, Davis, and I'm gonna let you play yourself in a second. But before we do that, um, this is the final of our 30 team, uh, 30 team like off season draft reviews, um, and it has been like it has been a journey. Um, everyone listening like it does mean a lot and and we know we've like clouded your your podcast feeds i mean daily podcasts are a lot uh the day this one comes out and the day before this we had to drop two so we could keep our schedule going um it has been it has been crazy we have been crazy busy uh, i had to take a vacation in the middle so before that like we were doing like three four a day i mean this has been an experience and, and you know we're not really getting paid like we have a sponsorship i think it like in a in a month we'll probably make 15 dollars total to split between the three of us so it's been it's been a nuts experience um and, and i hope i hope this is like i hope this has been an enjoyable series to listen to um i hope that fans who are interested in the draft and and don't know um exactly what they're looking for who haven't who haven't paid much attention to the draft before have found this series and found it interesting and have helped them sort of understand what they want their team to do i hope that for those that have been fans of us uh one that you've been able to put up with all our uh constant posting of podcasts but two that this has been uh, an interesting for you as well so you could see what people who who specifically covered each team really think about their specific team and where they're going because there are times i went in with priors like like oh this is what this team needs and then the way the 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 guests laid it out it, it just like it completely was different from what i had thought and that was it was a great experience it was this has just been a great experience we've got to talk with you know 30 counting davis 30 incredible guests who have all brought something different to the table and all helped us learn something new about these teams about how they view the draft um and it's just been an incredible experience we got some more stuff coming your way two different mocks and a big board pod should be coming in the next three days and then a huge draft live stream and then some post-draft content uh i'm gonna take this time to announce that um come september we're gonna be taking a break about a month break um just because that's when my school really starts to get going it's the off season there's not a ton of content then anyways um but you know i i feel like we've made up uh that time with with a lot of content in this past month so we really we really thank you guys everyone for listening uh, we want to thank every single guest I, I couldn't name them here if i tried but we want to thank every single guest who came on and and gave us their time and really helped us out um this has been just an incredible experience it's it's my first year in the draft realm and it's been awesome uh davis and stone 
course, my great podcast partners helping us through. So Davis, with that being said, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, well, well said. I would, I would ditto everything, everything Bryce said there. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Sports by Davis. Once again, big boards, mock, uh, mock drafts, um, everything else on there that you can find. And if you have any any uh, topics or anything um, you'd want the want upside swings to hit on during the off season, maybe after we we come off the vacation or maybe a little bit before, just send them in, let us know, and, and might be able to make a pot out of, out of it. Yeah. I, uh, the off season is going to be a weird experimental time for us. Um, we're going to try and have a ton of guests on. Uh, I'm not going to say any names yet, but we have some guys in mind, uh, hopefully some, some players, some potential draft picks in the future. Um, maybe a person or two who works more directly with basketball. And then of course, uh, some of your, some of your favorite names um, in, in the draft Twitter sphere. But, you know, if you have anything specific you want us to talk about, whether it be a draft philosophy or, or maybe looking back at how we evaluated past drafts or like whatever that may be, uh, just let us know. We're going to be super open in the off season, um, probably up until about, you know, next December, or I guess that's this December, this December or next January is probably when we'll start to get more uh, specific plans going and setting up. Um, I, I couldn't tell you if we're going to do this series again. This has been a crazy workload. Um, it's been super fun, but, you know, we'll just see how that goes when we get there. But for at least this year, we did it. We got to 30 teams. Uh, I'm honestly a little shocked, but it feels good. This has been great. We want to thank Davis again. We want to thank Stone. He's here in heart. Um, we want to thank everyone for listening. All our great guests that we've had on for these past 29 episodes. Uh, there's no better way to end it than just with me and my pal Davis here talking about the Suns. Um, it's been a very gratifying experience, and uh, we hope we hit our ceiling. Thank you. Thank you.